Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by Backblaze Online Backup, a simple way to backup all of your movies, photos, music, videos, and all the data on your Mac or PC for just $5 a month. It's simple and you can access all of your data online from wherever you are. Start your 15-day trial absolutely free by going to backblaze.com slash cpc. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This This is Friendshipping! And the theme this week is... Cutting the cord. Just chopping it right off. Snip, snap, snip, snap. Ew. Friendship between humans has many benefits. But sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Trin, it's been a freaking minute. It's been literally, we skipped one episode recording, but it feels like we haven't seen each other in several months. It feels like it's been years. I barely remember your face, Jen. Oh. You're far more beautiful than I could have ever imagined. That's nice of you. Hey, I like your shirt. Thank you. Jen's wearing a new shirt. Sure am. Trin studies my outfits and she knows when I've got a new new thing going. It's not even so much that I study your outfits. It's that like it's just you're interested. I know I've said this before, but whenever I'm in a store, I always see like five pieces that I would get for Jen before I find anything for myself. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You've sent me photos before and but like this would be your look. Yeah. And then she buys them for me like my sugar mama. (laughs) She doesn't do that. That'd be a little. If I had a ton of money, I would buy a wardrobe for you. Just because oh, that'd fun. be so fun. I would also buy a wardrobe for me. Actually, if I could for real use a sugar daddy to help me responsibly pay off my student loans. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, like a sugar father, if you will. <laughs> a responsible father of sugar. <laughs> yeah, I... A I, sugary father. I would love a sugary father as well, but not like for real, because like I don't have the kind of time to, to have also a sugar yeah. daddy. Yeah. Because yeah. that requires some work on your end, too. Yeah, that's true. I always forget about that. You also have to provide. Yeah, you get the, I think smooches are a thing. I think that's true. I would be somebody's, have you heard of Findom? Um, I can maybe figure it out based on the word, but I would love to have you explain. Apparently, it's a thing that some men like to be financially dominated. Oh, yes, I have heard of this. So you like yes. text them and be like, send me a grand, you dumb asshole. And they'll be like, yes. Yes. Yes, I will do that. We talked about this on my episode of Do By Friday. That's how I remember it. Yeah. I would love to financially dominate a man. Yeah, wouldn't you? That'd be great. Yeah. Any man. It doesn't matter. I'd be happy to. Yeah. Uh, uh, You can reach us at (laughs) friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com and send us your money. If you want to be our financial sub. Yes. Only if you want to be our financial sub. Yeah. We don't want to hear from you otherwise. Just kidding. We do want your friendship questions. Jen, I am so tired. You are? I am. I was at Gen Con. You had a very busy few weeks. I was at Gen Con and I'm moving and everything is on fire. Yeah, you had a lot of fires. I have many fires all over the place and I'm just doing my best to cope. How are you? I'm doing okay. Thank you for asking. I just came back from a little meal known as lunch. Oh. I don't usually get leave the office to have lunch. I don't usually lunch. Yeah. But today I had a friend visiting, so I lunched. Ooh. And I will say, pretty fun. My tummy's very full. Well, 
shall we, I guess, I mean, we don't have too much banter because I think we're just too tired for I it. I am tired. Yes, that is correct. Should we remind people that we're going to be at XOXO in a few weeks? Yeah, we should remind people of that. Hey, we're going to be at XOXO in a few weeks. Um, we have a performance. Oh my God, that's coming up. On Saturday um, of XOXO. Yeah. So if you're going... Please show I know up. you'll come. Just like, I know you'll be there. Show up and like really have very strong reactions to things. Laugh, clap. Yeah. If you have an idea of something you want us to talk about at XOXO, yes. you should email us specifically about that. Because we're out of ideas. I have no I have wrung this towel. Dry. We we are uh, creatively bankrupt right now and we could use your help. Speaking of relying on somebody else. Oh, good transition. This good episode. Transition. Transition. No. This episode is about cutting the cord. So sometimes it's time to like set someone free. And sometimes it is not time to do that. And it is always very difficult to figure out which it is. But our two askers this week don't, don't, don't know. And they were like, eh. Jen, would you like to read the question? Hell yeah, I would. I have a very tight-knit group of friends from middle school and high school, and I'm still very close with most of them. One of the key members of the group was my best friend in high school, but I have since distanced myself from him. There are many reasons why we've grown apart, from politics and values to differences in personalities. One of the main reasons has been his relationship with one of my other friends from that time period, whom he has off and on again dated, cheated on, and overall treated very poorly over many years. He would frequently ask me for my advice in life and about this girl and ignore everything I said. Isn't that the way it goes when you give anybody advice? I feel happy with the distance I've created and think it was the right choice. It's been about five years since we've been really close, but we're still both looped in the group activities when we all get together. My problem is this. When communicating with the friend group or planning events, my preference would be to not include him. However, I constantly feel conflicted about whether or not I am obligated to. Some other friends in this group are still close with him. This came to a head recently when I got engaged and announced it to my friends, excluding him, and a member of the group asked to share the information with him. He did wait until everything went public. Nice. When I shared the information publicly, this friend then called me and was a very good friend during the phone call. So my main questions are, one, how do I decide when to include him in communication and events, specifically my wedding? Everything from inviting him at all to including him in the wedding party? Two, he's had plenty of time to mature since right out of college. Do I owe him another chance? Pronouns are he, him. So first off, this person hasn't talked to this offender in five years. Or they haven't been really close in five years. They haven't been close in five years. And my question would be, is there anybody else in your life that you haven't spoken to for five years that you want to include in your wedding? And I would guess the answer is no, and that you simply feel a sense of obligation to him because you have many mutual friends. Because of the friend group, yeah. But he's essentially a stranger at this point. Yeah. How involved are you in each other's daily lives? I'm not getting a lot of signals that you talk constantly. Right. I also read this piece of advice online on a wedding planning form so like take it or leave it but I did read it and it stuck with my brain which was don't invite anyone to your wedding that you wouldn't enjoy having a 15 minute face-to-face conversation with at the event yeah oh that's really good Yeah, and I was like oh that's interesting or another way to read it is it's someone that you've hung out with one-on-one ever before Right. Then if you haven't, maybe don't invite them to the wedding. Yeah. And I understand the sense of obligation. Again, this is not a cut and dry situation. If you said, I haven't talked to this person in five years and I don't want them around, we'd be like, great. 
no, you don't have to do it. Yeah, good job. You're done. But in friend groups and situations like this, especially in families, you're probably going to invite people to your wedding that you would not have a 15-minute edition with or you have not hung out on one-on-one. Maybe you're like Aunt Janet or something like that. Just- yeah, Aunt Janet will shut up about how there's not enough meat and all the vegetarians at the wedding are eating all the, I don't know. Aunt, have- Aunt Janet loves Aunt Janet loves to complain. So this is complicated. So don't feel weird about feeling conflicted about this because it's it's not that cut and dry. However, you may include him on everything or nothing. It is absolutely 100% your choice. Yeah, I have a feeling you're going to end up inviting him. Really? Yeah, I can just feel it. I think they're going to feel too guilty and weird to defend themselves against the other people in the group. It's okay to be like, I didn't feel like not inviting them. Whatever. Yeah. Well, so that's interesting that you say, I didn't feel like having to defend myself to the other people in the group. I feel like a good friend would not require you to defend your choice on inviting or not inviting somebody to your wedding, especially if you've fallen out of touch, especially if you had a bad relationship. Yeah, I agree. I just think this asker cares about what the other people in the friend group think, because that's like the crux of the question. That is true. That yeah. is very true. Before we like really dive deep into this, I agree with you, Jen. Whether you invite this person or not, it's not a bad move. You yeah, know. it's just a it's just life. There's yeah. people you're going to have to have in your circle that you don't really want there. What this question doesn't contain is what you mean by values and politics. politics. Yeah. Man, like don't invite an asshole to your wedding. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't invite someone that's going to make other people sad. So ultimately, if you invite this person or do not, it has no bearing on anybody other than your good time at your own wedding and their feeling included or not included. So just remember going forward that the stakes are in a way very low. No one's going to die from this decision. Yeah. <laughs> you will You will have a good wedding either way. I'm very firmly on team. Do not invite him. Yeah. So here's the other thing. So the other question that was in here before we do the deep dive is he's had plenty of time to mature since right out of college. Do I owe him another chance? No, fuck no, 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 no. You owe him nothing. No, 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 no. Especially if he like mistreated somebody that you cared about. There are so many other people that could use your goodwill and energy right. rather than this person. Come yes. on, just let them fade. And that's not to say that he didn't change. He may be a very good person right now. But here's the truth. Your history matters. Him being a good person now does not erase the dumb garbage he did. He may still have to face consequences for that. And part of that is not being in your life and not being invited to the wedding. And that is part of life. He will have to accept that. Those are consequences. So, Jen, we're both on team don't invite him, I feel like. But you you are more on team like, oh, the friends are going to make this weird. What, what do you think the conversation would be like? Yeah, yeah. I think the starting point is you do have to talk about this with the rest of the group. Yeah, I, either way. I yeah, think, no so. matter what, you have to start voicing how you truly feel. And I know it'll feel weird. You'll feel weird and guilty and like you are stirring up trouble, but you are not. You are trying to avoid drama by giving more information to what's going on in your head and to the people that might be confused. It's just going to be easier for you moving forward if your friends are looped in. And you don't need to give the dirty details. This is not gossip. This is not you're throwing this person under the bus. I mean, you could, but it doesn't sound like you want to do that. This is informing people of a decision you've made. And it's going to be uncomfortable. Of course it will. And again, I know we kind of said this a little bit earlier, but it's just going to come down to what is going to make you the least uncomfortable. Is it having this conversation with your friend and not inviting the guy and moving on with your life? Or is it inviting this guy out of obligation and just having him at your wedding hanging around? Only you know the answer to that question of what will make you feel the least bad and the least uncomfortable. No one wants to have this conversation. Yeah, no, it sucks. Yeah, we're not going to we're not saying it's not going to suck. Right. But it's also reasonable. Yes. 
You're just saying, I don't, I'm not like actively hating on this guy. We just fell out of touch. We haven't been close in years. We have something of a shaky history and I don't want him to be in the room while I become legally bound to another human being. What a reasonable thing to want. If your friends fight you on this, ask them why they are making this harder for you. Like, like make clear that this is a difficult decision to make because it is. It is. I love telling your friends after you've made the decision using as few words as possible. Right. Especially like, if we're talking about you are not invited. Exactly. Them. If you've made that decision, just say we're not very close anymore. Prefer to stick to the group of people I'm very close with. And then when in doubt, blame the venue. <laughs> they just won't let me have him. No. He's a fire hazard. <laughs> Number, the numbers game at ven venues is very serious. I have a huge family. My partner has a huge family and we cannot hit over 110 people at this venue. Yeah. And it's I'm, our dream venue. Sorry. That may actually be the truth. It is often the truth. It's I'm learning. I didn't know this until I started planning a wedding that people often have an A guest list. Yes. And then a B guest list for if all those people don't go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a real thing. Yeah. And you can even tell them, you know what? Okay. I am so hard on team do not invite this guy that I'm going to say, if you want to lie to your friends about them and say, there's no way I can make it work. Or he's got to be on the B squad just because we've got to invite our families yeah, first. Lie. Yeah, just lie. It's your wedding. And if your friend group holds this against you, that is ridiculous. Yes, absolutely. That is weird. That yes. would be a weird, ridiculous thing for them to do. I guess I don't think they'll hold it against them, but I think they might ask. Why isn't he coming? Yeah. Well, or, or I think they need to be informed, first of all, because uh, yeah. so they're not accidentally all looped in the same email chain or same group text or whatever. I just find it so strange that this group of friends is seemingly oblivious to the fact that they have this history and that they haven't spoken for five years. I would feel like a reasonable friend would be like, yeah, that totally makes sense. They haven't talked in so long. That is such a good point. Maybe they're just choosing to ignore it. Why I think they're choosing to ignore it is because this group says that they've been friends since like middle school and high school. Yeah. They are deeply ingrained in their ways. Yeah. This is like one of those uh, questions where it's like we want to talk to everybody else in the situation because the asker is not doing anything wrong. They want to sit the friends down and be like, what? Is this saying your business? Who yeah, cares? Totally. Maybe they won't care. You they, know, they may they very probably, well not. probably will be like, yeah, whatever. It's not our wedding. So I think it's ultimately going to be about First, deciding, again, what's going to make you the least uncomfortable and the happiest on your wedding day, because that is absolutely the number one thing to think about. If you're worried that this person is going to be a shithead to the women sitting at the table, that is a do not invite. Right. If what you meant by the politics and values of this person, and especially mirroring the fact that they mistreated a woman right, over right. a we, long we period of time. We got some evidence. You, right. You gave us some evidence that they're not great. That is our hard do not invite him. He will cause problems. He will not be a happy addition to the party. I feel bad for this asker being like, oh, do I have to give him a second chance? Like it's no matter what kind of place somebody used to hold in your life, you will never be obligated to give somebody a second chance who hurt you or who said some garbage things about other people who not just disagrees with your politics and values, but disagrees with the existence of some groups of people. You don't have to deal with that. Yeah, no. Not yeah. everyone deserves second chances. No. Or second terms as presidents. Ever. Maybe we should not do that <laughs> at all. So it sucks because I feel like this is another one of those questions where we're not giving like a firm answer because we are very much on board of the most important thing is that you have a good time at your wedding and you feel comfortable. What that means is up to you. I think that's a great way to end it. Do you want to have a conversation about the friend? Oh, OK. Yeah. I'm, I assume I'm the bad guy. I love when you're the bad guy, Toby. OK. Toby diapers. Here we go. Toby diaperman. 
So you are the asker. Yes. And I'm the friend who is going to be very unreasonable about this. Wait, let's pretend we're on a text chain. Oh, okay, okay. And you can be the other friends and I'll be the asker. Hi, everybody. I'm tasting cakes today. So excited about my wedding. Look at these cakes. LOL, fuck yeah, dude. Love cake. Love to cake. Love cake. Cake emoji. (laughs) Am I supposed to bring up? Yeah, bring it up. Hey, when are we going to get all the details for your wedding figured out? Oh, pretty soon. I'll be sending. I'm typing as I'm talking. Yeah. I'll be sending out invites shortly. Should we add a dick bag to this this text thread so they have all the details too? I'd rather not. Honestly, we haven't been close in a long time. And I don't think I'm going to end up inviting him to the wedding. LOL. Okay. What? What does that mean? You're not inviting dick bag? I... (laughs) Did you just play three different people? Yeah. Yeah. These are all the texts coming in. We have a limited number of seats for our friends and family. And I just put him on a lower rung. He's on the B squad list. If other people cancel, he can get their seat. But right now, it's not looking good for Dick Bag. That makes sense. No big deal. I can't believe that. He's going to be so disappointed. Dick Bag loves weddings. <laughs> don't they all? <laughs> Please don't make this harder for me than it has to be. I don't want to have to tell people no multiple times. Of course not, dude. Hey, what time is the bachelor on tonight? I am so sad for Dick Bag. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> That's the whole thing. <laughs> like, you don't have to sympathize with dick bag, you know? Like, yeah. it's really just straight up. And, and like, maybe this will end up being, like, somebody pulling you aside and be like, well, what's, what's your deal? Do you have, like, drama with dick bag? And you can just say no. We yeah. haven't spoken in five years, and I want people that I'm currently close with at my wedding. Absolutely. It says here that it's been about five years since we've really been close, but we're still both looped in the group activities when we all get together. And then it says he called you after you got engaged. I bet you feel obligated to invite him because of that phone call. Honestly, I feel weird about the fact that Dickbag called you on the phone. It's just a phone call. It's, But it's weird that he did it, to tell you the truth. Like, you haven't talked in five years and they call you? It doesn't say you? haven't talked in five years. Oh, so it hasn't says been close, close in, in five, five years. years. That's yeah. fair enough. Okay, no, that isn't that weird. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are phone talkers. And that is okay, I yeah. guess. That is a totally reasonable. And, and just say we are first inviting people who are in our close friend groups who are currently tight with us. You cannot invite everyone that you were friends with in middle school. Yeah, it's not going to happen. This person is not in your inner circle. That's life. As audience and as friendshipers, can we please just have an agreement that we're not going to make a big deal about who was or wasn't invited to somebody else's wedding? Absolutely. We're all going to put our hands in. Put our, put your hands in. Physically or metaphorically. Yeah. And we're going to, on three, we're going to say, it doesn't matter. One, One two, two, three. three. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Great. <laughs> Second question. Second question. All right. All right You're all up. Right. Oh, this one's a toughie. Hi, Jen and Trin. I have a group of friends that I met in college. We're all at this stage in which we deal with finishing our degrees, applying to grad school, or trying to find a job with different degrees of success. We don't see each other daily like we used to, but we still try to hang out every couple weeks or so. However, one of our friends has been completely disconnected recently. He doesn't reply in our group chat or when any of us message him personally. We know he's been struggling with things and we're all worried about him and his mental health. I've heard from friends outside our friend group that he's been staying in his house a lot, so it's not like he just decided to ditch us in particular. 
Some friends have suggested calling him or going to his house, but since he doesn't reply to our messages, we don't know if he actually wants us to be there. And I don't want to be imposing or to put him in an uncomfortable situation. What can we do to help a friend we're worried about without overstepping? Pronouns they, them. So this is a great question because we get shades of this question often. We get shades that are like, my friend hasn't texted me back. My friend doesn't want to hang out anymore. Right. And our usual advice, we've said this a lot on the show, is put one last ball on their court. Say something like, hey, I am in town this weekend. I would love to see you. We haven't talked in a while, but it's up. If you want to hang out, you just text me back. This is not that situation. No, you have overwhelming evidence that that it's a mental issue. Yeah, yeah. So this is one of those times where you push some boundaries just a little bit to reach this person. Yeah, just a little bit. Because I think it's pretty clear. I mean, this is a time of change and tumult in many people's lives. And some of us will deal with it a little bit better than others. Some of us will have other chaos and tumult on top of our major life changes. And that is super garbage. Maybe he's holing up in his hermit hole and doesn't want to come out. And that is okay. But I think that the very act of reminding him that there is a light on the other side, that there are people to talk to. So, you know, in Beauty and the Beast, how the beast has that mirror that he gives to Belle. And it's like, show me the beast, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You want to show him the beast. Show him the beast. This is not a metaphor for your junk. This is like a metaphor for like, hey, yeah, we're still out there. And if he's not answering his phone, if he's not checking his email, again, we don't want you to push the boundaries so far that you are intruding. But we do think that mushing the boundary a little bit makes sense. Giving the throw some elbows, throw some bows at these boundaries because you you got a little bit. Okay, so something I've been musing on a lot this year is the idea of checking on your people. Yeah. Checking on your friends. And that could mean a text message that sincerely asks someone, how are you? It could mean stopping by with a pizza and then leaving. It could mean any number of things. And I think it's time to do a serious check on your person. Yeah, I agree. So we keep on saying put the ball in the court. Right now, there is no basketball. You just need to change the basketball, the text, the message, the email into maybe a light ping pong ball, Mm. you know, like just like a smaller act, but a different thing entirely. Mail is so good for this. And I know we pimp our own postcards on the show all the time. Thefriendshippingstore.com. Tell your friends you love them for $25 plus shipping. (laughs) But what's nice about something like a postcard, and it doesn't have to be ours, just get something else entirely, is that you don't have to open it. It's just there. And there's no avoiding it. He'll check his mail and he'd be like, oh, here's a cute picture of the state of Texas. And then all my friends signed the back. Oh, they love me. Or maybe you guys take a group photo and you Photoshop him in like really hilariously and you print that out and mail it to him. And we just miss be like, you. Wish you were here. You love know? you. These are things that I think would delight somebody who feels like they can't go out and they can't reach out and they're so tired and they're achy because they're depressed and they, uh, uh, uh. this is something that's very low impact on their end, but it's high impact on your end. It takes effort to get everybody to sign a postcard. It takes effort to put together a really heartfelt message. And that comes through. So what we're looking for is high effort on your end and low effort on his end. Yeah, really, really well said. I- I'm wondering if they're on social media at all. Yeah. If they have Twitter, Facebook, whatever they use, reach out to them using that. Start where they are. If they post depressing Facebook statuses or any Facebook statuses at all, using Facebook Messenger, send a message is a good place to start there. I like the emoji method a lot. Um, Oh, yeah. You've talked about this. Yeah, yeah. So I have friends who aren't big texters or they're going through periods where they're super busy or sad and they can't. So all I do is I say, choose one emoji. And then there's the thumbs up 
And then there's the line face emoji. And yeah, then there's yeah. the thumbs down. And then I just say something like, just want to make sure you're alive. And then I wait for the emoji response. Again, high impact on my end because I need to put all this together, put together a system, low impact on their end. And, and texting an emoji is just so easy. And then in the future, what you can do is text that chain again and do the thumbs up sign and then a question mark. Like, hey, you know what? Just give me a signal. Yeah. And then move on from there. So these are all potential ideas. Yeah. My public PSA about this is you have to check on your friends. If you are able and willing and have the energy to take care of your people, you have to. You just have to. Your friends are your family. This runner that I admire, I think she's a professional runner. I don't know. Uh, her name is Nicole, Nicole Bush. Kind of an unfortunate last name. Oh, I think well, about it. you know, on but many it, levels, really. Yeah. She wrote this awesome article about how in college, when she was a collegiate runner, she suffered from depression. And when I was a collegiate runner, I also suffered from depression. And she writes about it now as an adult, having been through it. And one thing she wrote recently was this idea of giving out water, handing out water. Like if you run a marathon or a road race, there are people on the edge of the road physically holding out water as people run by. She used this as a metaphor to be like, hand out more water. Yeah. We need to start taking care of each other in this running community. Hand out water. And I just keep thinking about that. How are you going to do this for your friend? It's not going to be easy. But as your friend is rushing past or limping past or crawling past, you're going to hand them a glass of water. And having said all of this, ultimately, you are not a therapist. You cannot, again, you cannot and you never will be able to get your wrench and your screwdriver and fix their pipes professionally. It's not it's not going to happen. That's not your skill set. But friendship and human connection are very powerful things. And when you are putting your own self on withdrawal from those things, when you're depressed, it can be very beneficial for you to get something that you didn't ask for. Yeah. Yeah. We're not saying that you need to keep going until he gives you a hard no and makes you leave him alone or whatever. Just a few low impact, low stress things. Send him an edible arrangement. Yeah. Back in March, I had a friend who was not doing well and, and didn't like leaving the house or going out. And, and I understand, especially in the month of March, it is not a fun time to be outside anyway in Chicago. No, no, no. But it had been so long since we had gotten together and it had been so long since we'd successfully made plans after trying a couple of different times. And I was just one Sunday or one Saturday, I can't remember, it was some weekend. I was like, you know what, let's just go watch a basketball game. March Madness is happening. Not only will you go watch a basketball game with us, me and my partner, we're going to pick you up. So we got in the car and went and picked them up, even though they didn't live close. So we did what we could to do, like you said, high effort. We'll come to your door. We'll arch you in and we'll drive you home. We'll buy you a lift home, whatever it can. We, you just need out of the house a little bit. You need to see some faces of people that love you. And that's the kind of thing I'm, I'm trying to do more of. I like that a lot. What if this person sent out a, a message to their friend and it was something like, hey, this is an invitation to we're all going to hang out and kvetch about life. Life is in upheaval for every one of us. We're all trying to get into grad school. We're all trying to like find jobs and it's hard. So we're going to have tea and we're going to go to this place that's like maybe two blocks away from where you live. Love that. It may be that none of these things work. And again, it's a lot of pressure to put on yourself to try and solve this. But if you're in that best friend circle, you have a lot of leeway to, to gently push the boundaries. Agreed. Yeah. You're not a stranger barging in. You are a close friend. So what do you think about the like showing up at their door? I mean, I, I hate when people do that. Yeah. I mean, it's so impolite and it puts a lot of pressure on us introverts to suddenly be on which yeah. I hate doing. But if I hadn't heard from you in a few weeks. I was just going to say. I if, would show up at your fucking door yesterday. Absolutely, Trin. Um, which reminds me, I need the address of your new place. Oh, I, I have it. I'll oh, good. It okay, yeah. I want 
the phone number of not only you, but your partner slash roommate. I want to know what's up with you. And just similarly, if you just stop hearing from me or something seems off, you have permission to, to nudge me soft and then a little harder, like, hey, so what's going on? That's what we do for each other. That's my inner circle. I remember I was having a really, really bad night a couple of, I want to say a couple of years ago. And I texted um, one of my best friends, Steven, and I was like, hey, do you mind if I crush on your couch? Because I don't know if I trust me right now. And I was slowly feeling better, but I hadn't texted him back in a little while. And Everyone was on that text chain by the time I picked up my phone again. And it was like Carlin and uh, my partner and Andy and like my mom was texted, you know, and it did it feel a little invasive. Yes. But I am a thinking enough person to know I reached out for help in a really difficult time. And not only did everybody really want to help me, but they were like, hey, we need to make sure you are okay and alive. Yeah, that is the job of the inner circle. And if you are the inner circle, then go make sure that they're alive. (laughs) Go to their house. Yeah. It will be weird. It'll be awkward. Have some, bring some, bring something. Bring a pizza. Bring cookies. Bring something. Yeah. Yeah. Bring weed. And if you need to be like, hey, I was in the neighborhood. Like you can do a soft entry. Yeah. Like, hey, I was in the neighborhood and I was like, I haven't heard from you in a while. Assess the situation. Yes. Then be like, well, I'm here. It's been a really long time. Yeah. Bring some post-it notes if they don't answer the door. Leave leave That's a message. That's pretty cute. Yeah, leave a message. Like, like hey. a FedEx, FedEx person would. Oh my Sorry, God. I missed you. That's so funny, Jen. <laughs> Listen, gender neutral dude. I think it's really important to make clear that everyone is worried. It's not just you're a pest. <laughs> exactly. You know? You're not just being bothersome. Right. If you alone were concerned, we would say, like, you know, maybe send them a message in the mail, something like that. Or we would say, talk to your other friends and see if they've, when the last time they hung out with them. And you already did that. Yeah. So there's clearly a problem that you have identified, and uh, we give you permission to be a little pokey. A little pokey. A little yeah. annoying. A little poke. Yeah. A little uh, knock, knock, knocking on their door. <laughs> I think that that was the end of that, right? Yeah, I'm thinking good thoughts for you because this sucks. This does suck. It sounds like from the details you gave us that you are in your young 20s and you could not pay me a million dollars. Well, maybe a million. I have student loans. You couldn't pay me a lot of money to be in my early 20s again. Yeah. But every year has gotten better. So Yeah. Jen, um, I know it's going to be a while for you because you're 18. Yeah, I'm actually aging backwards. 18 years old. Benjamin Button. Exactly. Uh, but when you, in a couple decades, mm-hmm. get into your 30s, I think you're really going to like it. I'm Thank enjoying you. them. Yeah. Because I am, you know, 52. Yeah. And I enjoyed my 30s back in the 1980s. Yeah, you're thriving. I'm thriving at 52 years young. 54 <laughs> years young. <laughs> Well, this has been Friendshipping with Jen and Trin. If you would like to ask us a question, you can at friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to buy our stuff, you can at thefriendshippingstore.com. We are looking for advice on the best way for you to give us money. We are not sure what we want to do. <laughs> we, we don't Give have, us your money. Because <laughs> we know that we have people who support us and, uh, and we love you guys. And we have some costs that uh, we have to deal with with this podcast. We pay our wonderful editor, Ian Parman, who you should hire to do other things. We go to conventions and we give advice there. And it's been a lot of fun. 
we would love to hear your feedback. If you could email us at friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com, let us know. Do you want to see us making t-shirts? Is doing a drip campaign uh, something that you'd be interested in? Uh, we just kind of want to know where to go from here. Yeah, we, uh, we've got mouths to feed. <laughs> we've got one mouth to feed. Yeah. And it's our audio boy, Ian. Our audio boy, Ian. <laughs> uh, yeah, and what else do we say? Oh, thank you, Ian, for editing. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for designing. Thank you to Alex Cox, uh, the podfather, the audio daddy, for audio daddying us. Thank you to Molly Lewis for singing our theme song. And thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. New friendship I have an Aunt Jan. Excuse me. Ian, cut that gross thing that just happened out. (laughs)